radios out there who are itching for more than the everyday grind. Here's your host, J.B. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Creative Nomad Show. I am... I can't hear you. I'm not sure. Okay. okay. Better. All right. So, not work. Hi, people. <laughs> Welcome to my <laughs> live shows. So much fun. Um, Allegra is just such an inspiration to me. She really is. And I am so glad to have her on the show. I like to call her Laro. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, Allegra, can you let these people know who you are? Certainly. So I am a woman who has been on a healing journey the last, let's say, six or seven years. And I'm a woman who is discovering more and more of herself every day and discovering how to love myself more and more every day. And it's an amazing journey. It has not been easy, but it has been well worth it from the point that I'm at looking back right now. I'm also a mother. So I have a daughter who is 24 years old and she is absolutely amazing. She is actually going to be a dentist. So she's going to dental school um, soon and I am so proud of her. So I was a single mom for probably the entire time that I raised her. So I am really proud of my daughter and proud of her accomplishments, but mostly proud of the heart that she has. She's such an amazing soul with a huge heart. And so um, I'm. that's probably one of my biggest accomplishments in life is having a beautiful daughter like that and having her at a young age. I was 20 years old when I had her. And so I went through a lot of um, different, I guess you could say experiences, some good, some not so good but it also helped me grow as an individual. But part of my biggest joy in life is probably my biggest joy in life is being a mother to her, such a blessing. And she is my only one. Um, I'm also a Zumba instructor. So Zumba is my passion. And I've been doing Zumba for about seven years now. And um, I started off just sort of trying it out, had no idea that I would like it, and then became an instructor for Mixed Fit, which is sort of like Zumba, but it has more boot camp style toning in it. And then I learned uh, Zumba and started teaching it. So I've been doing that. And I also am a business owner of Havana's 13, which is my online store that has so many natural healing tools that I personally have used as a um childhood trauma survivor, as well as a narcissistic abuse survivor. I've also um, dealt with breast implant illness, so I've had chronic health issues as well. And um, 
I am pretty much just a person who is trying to make the world a better place by sharing my story and my victories that I've had. And I know there's a lot of people out there right now that, especially in my community, I'm from New Mexico, we have a lot of drug addiction, we have a lot of homeless population, we have a lot of generational trauma. And part of what I would love to do is to show people a different way to show people that they don't have to continue on a destructive path because I once too was on a destructive path. And so really my goal and purpose is to be authentic with what I've been through and the things that I have experienced as well as share love and positivity because you know, even where I grew up, it's pretty rough. Like there's a lot of people that they want to fight right away. They want to, you know, they want to start fighting with you right away instead of talking things out. And I believe that in this country in general, we really just have to get to a point where we're more accepting and loving of each other. And that's definitely a message that I um, am happy to give to the world is a message of love and a message of hope, and a message of faith. Yeah, definitely, and I, I see that from you every day. And what's, you know, it's really fascinating to me. Number one, you don't look like you have a 24-year-old daughter. So let's start there. <laughs> Thank you. Like, I would think you were in your early 30s. Um, and, 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 you know, you're so much more than how beautiful you are. I know that. You know, Thank what you. was really the start of, you've been on the spiritual journey for a while, right? Yes. And, and what was really the impetus to that? So what happened with that was when I was 12 years old, my, I was, so I have a family, I was raised in a family of four, my mother, my father, and I had an older brother. And, um, I grew up in an amazing, loving family. My family, my parents are still very supportive. I was so blessed to have picked them as my parents. Good choice. And <laughs> and uh, then I, you know, I lost my brother at the age of 12. He got killed in a car accident. So um, at the age of 12, I had to deal with childhood trauma. And, you know, anyone that has dealt with childhood trauma definitely knows that you're pretty much not the same after that, right? I mean, it actually takes a physical impact on your brain and the way that you process stuff. And it really just, I feel like growing up, I not only had the challenges of growing up as a teenager, as a person, as a young person, like we all do, but then I had all this other stuff that I was carrying, the loss of the sudden loss of my only brother and my brother and I were really close. He was like eight years older than me, but I was always his little uh, partner that would go with him everywhere. Um, and so after that happened, it sort of uh, shattered my family. But then, you know, my parents were devastated. I was devastated shortly after that. I moved to another town. And then when I moved to the other town, um, not only was I dealing, I was about 13 years old, not only was I dealing with the loss of my only sibling and my family falling apart, but I was also dealing with moving to a new school and the pressures of having to deal with making new friends with this heartache. And people weren't very nice. I was the new girl in school and I was also very not well liked. Um, I grew up in a small town and 
the other town that we moved to is also a small town. And where I grew up, it's sort of an idea of like, if you have a business in a small town, people judge you a lot and they try to, you know, make it seem like you think you're better than other people. So not only was I moving into a new community, but I was moving into a new community being like a daughter of a business owner, which was not very, you know, well welcomed. And so growing up through high school and, you know, dealing with the loss. The, the thing that I'm grateful about, though, is that my family, my parents, um, they definitely tried, like they tried to seek therapy. I think because of them, that's how I got on the spiritual path. And through high school, you know, I, I tried different therapists and none of them really worked for me. I felt like, okay, that was weird. I remember I had one therapist that had me like sitting there while her children were playing and I was just coloring and it was like, okay, you know, I had a bunch of therapists that were not probably the best for me. So I never really felt like I had um, help, I guess you could say, even though my family did the best that they could to try to get me that help, I never really found that person for me. And so um, when I was about 18, I left high school early and I started college early. I got into college early and I moved to another city. And at that time, my family actually relocated as well. So we all moved to a different city for me to attend college. So when I was in college, uh, my mom started going to a community center. And in the community center, she met a woman that taught a class that was called living in the light. And this was back when I was 18 years old. So 20, 30 plus years ago. And um, this woman, her name was Sherry Kennedy. And Sherry Kennedy is actually the author of a book that's called living in the light. And she was actually the director of the Sedona creative center for many years. And so she is somebody that came into my life via my mom. So my mom started taking these classes and then she said, I really suggest that you try these classes out. They're really helping me with my grief and processing that. And at that point, we had tried a lot for me. What I was going through is I hated high school. I had, um, you know, I had boyfriends that weren't very nice to me. I had people that weren't very nice to me. So I was just pretty miserable, you know, and then moving to college. That's why I left to go to college early. But then when I go to college, now I have this whole other set of like stuff that I got to deal with, you know, so now we've unlocked another level of challenges. So having all that heartache, trying to decide what I want to do, um, I met my I call her my second mom. That's what I call her, Sherry Kennedy. And that was through my mom. And I signed up for a course with her and I started sort of just, that's the first time that I started learning about spirituality principles and just sort of everything that she had to teach. Uh, she taught us about how your body stores emotion and any time that your body has emotion, um, like if you don't take care of it, if you don't deal with it, it's going to manifest physically. So that really ties into my work with Zumba. I not only do Zumba, you know, a lot of people do Zumba for fitness and they do it because they want to lose weight. They want to do this and that. I do that because that is my mental health therapy. That is my wellness therapy because um, 
this is probably the most that I've talked in a long time right now. So because um, I'm not a very expressive person, the way that I got my emotions out, my pain was through movement. And so that's that kind of ties into the Zumba. And I learned that from her, that a lot of your physical ailments are tied to an emotional problem that you're not addressing. So I learned so many things from her. Um, I learned about chakras. She's the first one that introduced me to crystals. And the cool thing is when I was 20 years old, she delivered my daughter naturally. And so uh, that's how she became the title of my second mom, because she has been so influential in my spiritual growth and has taught me so much, has taught me so much about self-love. So I'm grateful that you know, I met her when I was younger and I learned all these principles, but like as many of us, sometimes we may know something, but it takes sort of a kick in the ass to put it, you know, to actually start practicing it because we're so comfortable where we are. And so for me, um, that's where I first got into spirituality and started to learn different concepts like that and just, um, different things that I had never, ever, ever been introduced to. Like I was in a traditional Catholic community. I grew up with a lot of, not from my family so much, but just the community in general. It's part of my culture as well. There's a lot of guilt and shame around sexuality, around different choices that we make, you know, about different ways that we behave when we're women, how we're not supposed to behave, how we're supposed to behave. Our role as a woman is very defined in the Latino culture. And if you go against that, you're sort of like, wow, what's wrong with her? Why, why is she so damaged, you know? And so um, those are all, um, that's, that's kind of how I got into spirituality. And then as I went on in life, you know, I, um, I feel like I knew stuff, but I didn't really practice it because I was just, I mean, learning my lessons, you know, I don't really regret anything um, that I've been through. There's different choices that I wish I would have made. One of them is definitely not getting uh, my breast implants. That's probably the only choice that I regret doing in my life because it caused a lot of harm to me and took many years of pain and discomfort. Like I spent many years in pain and discomfort and I'm fine now, but Believe me, it was quite a battle to have to go through all of that. So, and I know I sort of went off in a tangent, but oh, yeah, oh, that's that that's all there. And I think that it's so true that we know things, right? And you do things for a while, and they work, and everything's great, and then you kind of fall off. Like I, I can just in my life, you know, my journaling. I wrote a journal. You know, I know it worked. Yeah. It helped me go from having, I had a nervous breakdown. Three months later, using the sterling process, I crippled my income. Went all the way from a nervous breakdown to tripling my income with this process. So I know it works. But do I always use it? No. Do I have to fight myself to actually go and sit down and write it every time? Yeah, probably. And I know it works. Right? Yeah. So... You know, meditation. How many times is it, you know, that I don't do the meditation in the morning? Or as you were talking about the physical fitness. 
Now, yeah. obviously, I'm not somebody that will talk about this. I'm a little chunky for that. But what I do know is that when I am on a regimen, things work better and my mental health is better. Yes. So, yes. Going from the Zumba, I know that you are such a connected person, right? You're connected to source, uh, whatever you want to call that, source, force, uh, God. You know, you're very grounded, very there. Do you use that in your Zumba classes at all? I feel like I do. I feel like, so when I, when I first started teaching virtually and stuff, I sort of was like, you know, this is cool and stuff, but I really didn't like feel the purpose. I didn't really feel it. And as I started to just sort of be more comfortable with being myself and being more open to expressing who myself is, I feel like that reached a whole other level. And for myself, I have had people in my life, like my um, inspiration in Zumba is a gentleman by the name of <clears throat> Izzy Cervantes. And he's an amazing, he's a Zumba jammer. So that means he goes around and he teaches people um, everywhere, you know, and, and I feel like people that do this type of work truly have a gift, especially when they have such a passion for it. Like he has such a passion for it and it trickles onto the students. It's like, it's more than just working out. It's like, he really loves what he does. And seeing that really inspired me to take it to another level and just sort of analyze it as like, okay, I know, because for a while there, I was like, oh, this is great. Because when I first started doing Zumba, I was about 35 to 40 pounds heavier. So when I was losing the weight, right, I was like, focused on the weight. And like, this is awesome. It's like getting a new body and you're excited. And oh, wow. Now that I'm already at my goal weight or whatever, I'm comfortable with how I am. I don't really have a goal weight, but I'm comfortable with how I am. I don't really look at it as so much of a fitness thing. To me, I... um I've really gotten in a space that I see what I do as helping people release trapped energy and trapped emotion from their body. So it's more than just working out. And I see how it has really helped for my life because um, there was a time that like I couldn't even speak, you know, for me, I um so I'm going to go into a little other story, if we could go real quick, because it kind of ties into the Zumba. But on uh, January 22nd of this year was two years of an anniversary where I was incarcerated. Um, I was actually in a narcissistic, abusive relationship with somebody for five years. And so during that time, um, and anybody that has ever been in a narcissistic abusive relationship kind of gets it. But when you're in the situation, you don't really realize the type of situation that you're in until you're out of it. It's sort of like being in addiction or being in some kind of cloud that you really can't see that. So for the last, let's say like five, four years, I was in that cloud, you know, and that's what ties back into the self-love is that I was searching for happiness outside of myself. I had been searching for happiness outside of myself for several years. And 
I had this misconception that I was not okay being alone. And this goes back to the conditioning and programming that we're taught that as women, if you're not like married by 30, if you're, you know, you're kind of like, oh, wow, you know, you're, you're a little too old now. And I refuse to have that be my story. Like, I don't claim that for myself. And um, so, but before this uh, incident that happened to me, I really was a person that was really so focused on receiving love from outside of myself. And I did everything that I could to try to get that love for myself. You know, there was looking back at my life. I remember one time in my first house, I had an entire closet full, like an entire room full of clothes because I would try to like, you know, fix myself externally, external, external, external. I got my breast implants because I was with somebody that told me that they had never been with a woman that didn't have breast implants and they didn't know what to do with me. And I was like, okay, well, clearly, you know, the, the topic of, <laughs> exactly. So the topic of like, okay, here I am, I found myself, right? So I'm sitting in this jail cell two years ago, and I'm really, really, really having an intense look at life. So I have never been incarcerated. I don't have a record. I've never you know, been in the back of a cop car, nothing like that. So that was a traumatic experience in itself because um, I was, I feel like I was set up by that person because I had been, you know, abused, 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 abused. And then I had enough. I was like, I'm done with this, you know? So I called the cops. I got arrested because I didn't have marks on my body. And he had a video showing, you know, whatever had happened. But long story short, that experience and being in a jail cell really just, I mean, it really just opened my eyes to where I was. And I was sitting there just kind of like, wow, I mean, devastated. I felt like I was at the lowest, embarrassed, ashamed, um, really mad at myself, mad at him. You know, and then when you think that, you know, life can't get any worse, you know, because you got arrested and I was in jail for 36 hours with only two 15 minute breaks. Um, I didn't have any of my medication. I have PTSD, so I do take medication and I had none of that. So I was having to deal with all of that. That was a big shakeup to my system. So when I got out, you know, I had a few choices. Um, and unfortunately, many women that are involved in narcissistic abusive relationships, they will go back. And had I not had this, and believe me, when I got out of jail, I wanted to go back because I thought that I had done something wrong. You know, I, there I was seeking for this. I mean, I had had guns pulled on me. I had had names called, you old, ugly, da, da, da. I don't want to go into that. But it's like, you know, and I still wanted to go back. And unless you have ever been in a situation like that, you really don't understand it. But um, moving forward, when I got out, I could have gone back, but I had a huge support system with my family, 
my family had already seen that what I was going through that, you know, they didn't really care for my partner and they had already sort of seen that from the outside, but they couldn't do anything about it as no one can because it was my choice ultimately. And so I always tell people that I met God in a jail cell. And what I mean by that is like, I really feel like sometimes the worst moments in our life can be the give, biggest gifts that God ever gives us to really just reach deep down inside of us and not only find our inner strength, but find like who we are, you know, like it's an opportunity to really just look at yourself. And when I got out, um, I had I started to go to therapy again. So I had been going to therapy and I started to go to therapy again. And I feel like part of my therapy has always been Zumba. So like the third day after I got out, um, you know, I was I had a home. I was living in a home. So after all this happened, um, I lost my home. I lost my place that I was at. I had to move in with my parents. I lost all my furniture um everything that i had like most of my clothes everything so i had to start from all over but the great thing is i had a family that took me in and so um i started you know i asked my parents do you guys mind if i turn on the you know turn on my speaker i had my little speaker and i can just go ahead and start dancing here and they have a really cool big living room and they were like oh yeah whatever you know whatever you need to do they were just so amazing to me uh, taking me in and they've always been amazing to me and I'm just so grateful that I have them but so I started you know three days after I got out of jail I started dancing and I haven't stopped since and I feel like for me after that happened I mean it was such a devastating experience I lost my relationship I got arrested I lost my home I mean I lost all of my you know items and so for me it was like wow this is definitely a new opportunity, but um, I believe that, you know, just like everyone in life, we have things that happen to us and sometimes we make choices that take us down bad roads and stuff. But the message that I want to give to people is that it's never too late. Like, even if you think you've messed up so bad and there's no fix, there's always a fix and there's always an opportunity and it starts with yourself in my in my experience it starts with yourself is just really getting good with yourself and being able to tell yourself like valentine's day is coming up and everyone that knows me knows that i love valentine's day my day is a day be birthday is a day before valentine's day so i've always loved it but for me valentine's day it's a great opportunity for us to show ourselves love because the way that we're conditioned and programmed is like we're always searching for this hidden gem that's out there that's outside of ourselves it's the man it's the woman it's the kid it's the vehicle it's the clothes it's the whatever it is you know and i feel like until we're really good with ourselves and my second mom taught me this at a young age you cannot give to somebody what you don't have within yourself and that is so true because many of us, you know, we we're lonely. We want that companionship. We want that relationship. We want that magic story. But yet, are we giving that to ourselves? And um, recently I had a discussion with somebody and um, I'm not going to mention any names, but just the gist of the story was, you know, 
she was sort of disappointed that people weren't helping her support her business. And I kind of asked her, I said, are you supporting your business? Because I haven't seen one post of your business recently, you know, and a lot of us expect for people to have our backs when we don't even have our own backs. And for me, like that's, that was a huge lesson is that you really have to have your, your own back. And I know a lot of times people will say, well, you're too independent. You don't trust people. But like me, I'm not going to put my future in anyone's hands. I'm not going to put my finances in anyone's hands. I'm not going to put my happiness in anyone's hands. I'm not going to put my peace in anyone's hands. Peace starts with me. And so throughout these experiences that I've had and these traumatic experiences that I've had, I really picked up these tools that have helped me get to the place. And I think like sometimes in life we make things too difficult. Like if we looked at working out as fun or like therapy or a different way of looking at it instead of like, oh shit, this sucks. I have to go do this. I feel like it would be so much more beneficial if you look at it that way. And it's a lot of times it's really just about perspective, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it, and and it really is about the perspective of how you look at things because if yes. you have, I, sorry, I just noticed that the dogs that are on property just are not in the right spot. Um, okay. <laughs> like in my eye, like hit it. I'm like, Oh, wait, like, we're not supposed to be there. Um, so it is, it is all about perspective. It is all about looking at what it is that, you're doing and how to put that into a context that actually works for you. You know, anything in your life is all about that. Yes. So, I believe it or not, we're done. Wow. <laughs> I know that time just like flew by, love. Oh. So tell people how to get in touch with you. You can find me on Facebook under my name, Allegra Havana Pacheco. And I'm also um, under Havana's 13. That's my online store. So, but I'm always active on Facebook. So I would be happy to accept your friend request. And Jeff, I just really want to thank you so much for your energy, your acceptance, your love. I feel it. And that's why I was able to talk so long. So you're amazing. Thank I you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I, like, really, truly we connected we're in a mastermind together and we connected and as soon as it happened it was like okay this is somebody i need to know um yes. and, it was, and, and it was funny I, I messed up her name for god's sake so <laughs> like it could not think of it to save my life even after i was told it's like that's not her name <laughs> <laughs> yes it's okay it was fun you made it fun <laughs> It was not a disrespectful thing. It was just like, literally, that's what came in my head. So, guys, always make sure you guys check her out. There'll be a link in the show notes somewhere, wherever you're seeing this. And you guys can always find me at TrueAwesomeLife.com, on Facebook, you know, all the places. You guys are all loved, and I will see you all next week. watching the Creative Nomad Show. If you have any questions about this or any other episode, check out creativenomadshow.com. There is also a link at the bottom if you are an awesome creator and would like to be a guest.
comment and spread awesome.